All right, this is the on-the-spot analysis for um, How Dare the Sunrise. This is the first one we'll be doing. Okay, just so. I'll pick the quote for you. All right. Okay. I watched my sister Adele and her fabulous friends wanting to be like them. On the day of the event, the kids, 12 dancing girls and eight drumming boys, would march and twirl through the streets of the neighborhood around 20 blocks north while families lined up to watch. Okay. So in this in this quote, um, uh, Sandra is basically uh, uh, recalling the um, like sort of procession event that uh, her, the neighborhood kids would throw in um, in her neighborhood when she was a child, and it was like a like dance show if if you want to say and then it was centered around like two kids pretending to be a bride and a groom and the other kids would dance and they're she's she anyway she's recalling that moment i just talked for 30 minutes about like that one little bit wow that's wow okay okay so let's the next question about the allegory like the deeper meaning Hmm. i feel like we could probably say that like the deeper meaning connect to like a right. sense of just freedom and like vulnerability i want to say I because they're like so young and just having fun yeah innocence yeah innocence that's and what I, think I'm it's, I think it's important to note that she's like describing happy memories from her childhood in africa yeah. because i think there's a thing that americans like assume it's like that africa is all no for sure like like you know like famine and war and like not remember miserable poverty but no she had a very happy life i, I don't know if you said this in ap euro yesterday or if it's someone else in a completely different class but someone said i think it might have been you tell me if it is someone said that you don't even have to like to americans like say what specifically like which state you're talking about in africa you just say africa and people have their assumptions yeah like i think she is she's definitely like diving deep into that yeah yeah Right. Okay, so now we're on yeah. to um, the reflection. Oh, yeah. how, how, does, how, does this, how can you relate to this? Man? Oh boy, how can I relate to this? Um, you know, it kind of. I, I kind of wish I had a childhood like this. It kind of makes me like want that for myself. That's not really. Yeah. but not really like more nostalgia. Like I wish I had neighborhood friends when I was a kid because when I was this age i spent a lot of time reading harry potter in my room alone oh that's yeah so i mean i think it's it's like a i I like it it's a nice nostalgic little moment and it like makes me it makes me happy i wish i had that for myself i i relate to that nostalgia because i don't know i feel like sometimes i'll listen to a song that came out in like the 70s and i'm like back in the old days even though i totally wasn't alive i do that i'm like how do i have this feeling of nostalgia for something i didn't see said ron i'll be like bro that's anytime that song is so good but yeah i don't know that's like queen for all you youngins listening who don't know what that song is yeah but like i don't know there's just something about like her just like looking through like what's that term like rose tinted and I don't know I, I don't know but <laughs> she's like cute it's nice the way that she's reflecting like on it makes me yeah like feel warm it's just so nice then what's the last question like the last thing is what is she calling us to do I think it could be interpreted that she's like 
trying to say like enjoy the happy moments in your life and remember the happy moments from your childhood because for her there were quite a few um, and like you know it's like we tend to like focus so much on the negative things in our life but we never stop to take the time and appreciate like the fun little happy memories from our childhood today yeah no I, I totally agree with that 100% like sometimes I try to like just if I'm doing something super just mundane I, I try to be like yes this is good that I am like doing this I try to appreciate appreciate your life thing. Yeah. yeah it's like that song um so uh, I, 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 I can't remember the name. Oh, get back to me on that one. I will get back like, to you on that one. I think I was painting my nails the other day, and I like got um nail polish all over my white desk, and I started like running to go get something to get it off, and I just thought to myself, "Man, I'm glad I can run." <laughs> so yeah, that's. Just being appreciative for things. Just like, like, yeah. like the fact that you can run to get things. <laughs> Make sure your nail polish. By the way, my desk isn't good. Okay, so how did how did this turn from a conversation about Africa and childhood to you doing nail polish? I don't know, but I think that wraps up our time here today. See y'all. Bye. <laughs> Okay, What's up? We are back with the um, on-the-spot analysis. Uh, this is Katie's favorite part of the entire podcast. It is literally not. She's she, being facetious. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do this okay. right now. Ready? Am I going or are you going? Well, you're finding the stage, aren't you? I think so. Okay. Okay. We agreed on this book. Here we are. All right. And. Okay. Is everything okay? My teacher asked me. It's a little too close to home, I said. The kids in my class were shaken by the movie, too. You could see it in their faces. How about that? <laughs> okay, so this is right after, like, the teacher had showed them a video about another uh, massacre in Africa, and you get a little a little bit of dialogue in, in there, and then you see, like, the reactions of people, and, like, this is the first time where, like, her classmates and her peers are understanding, like, where she's been through. I think that's really important. Yeah, but like where she's coming from. Because it was like a Rwandan genocide. It was. It was the. It was. It, it, the, the Rwandan. So it's yeah. that, that's important. Um, okay. So fifth. allegory. Is there like something we can pull out of this? Um, do you think there's anything you can pull out of it? Um, you know, yeah, I know, I had a little trouble finding it. Okay, so, um, maybe, I think, I think that there's a, um, importance to, like, how she phrases the, the last little bit of the reaction. It's the kids in my class were shaken by the movie, too, and then there's period, next sentence, you could see it on their faces. I think that the, the yeah. idea to separate that into two thoughts is actually important because I know, right? Because it's like it's one thing, like she's like 
like it's there's an emotion, but then separating that and making the the expression on their face as a separate and yeah, and like having that thought, is like a standalone. It becomes, it becomes punctuated. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, yeah. I also like the word shaken because like I think she could have said disturbed. Yeah, it's not. Or like she could have said like sympathetic yeah. or empathetic. Yeah. But shaken just it it combines that idea of like uncomfortableness and like confusion. And rawness, and I think it it, it, it covers a wider stance of what she's trying yeah. to. I feel like actually that was like yeah, we can see me right, right there. So the because I feel like so not with this, like what you said, the disturb, there's kind of like that element of like yeah. And I think that, 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 that there is an element to discuss here, but that's but it's not, not all that's there. Discuss is not yeah. That's okay. very yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So everyone here said that. So across me is based on what they said. I think the most important thing about this is that it's saying, it, it's going back to this idea that like her classmates and peers are learning where she's coming from, like for the first time, like, so it's kind of like saying like, there is meaning and depth to knowing where someone comes from, that you are not what you see from the circus, which is, that, that's like, it's like the, I can't believe I'm about to compare it to this, but this is like the single story presentation. <laughs> oh wow! I, I can't believe I just compared it to that. That makes me no, but I see where you're coming from. Do you yeah. like? Yeah, I understand. The, boy, that was. The, I, I think about that presentation <laughs> and how awful it was. Like, this Phillips is listening. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so this is also kind of like tying it back into my own personal life, but um, this is kind of like similar to like remember like the first week of school in AP Euro Mr. Clifford was like you don't know what black death is like yeah shortly oh yeah um, you don't know what black death is like unless you live through it it's like, like they don't really understand we can't understand what those people they like do not have the mental capacity to understand that that's a really really good connection yeah I know you're so smart oh, yeah alright yeah alright this is pretty long we should yeah, probably wrap it up Alright, we'll see you next time, guys. Tune in next week, the 25th. See you then. Bye. Hey, I'm back from verbally abusing Maddie. Okay, so let's move on to the motif analysis. We're going to be looking um, specifically at chapter 21 uh, through the lens of race in America versus other areas, specifically Africa, Nigeria. Um, Nigeria. Dude, I was Rwanda. thinking of Quality Street. Yeah, Sorry. you were thinking of no, Rwanda. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that essay is kind of kicking my butt right now. Let's continue. So, Maddie, what do you have to say for yourself oh, about for um, okay. the, the topic? <laughs> Nice. Um, I'm not having a good day. It's okay. You're doing fine. So um, I think what's really interesting is that there's a clear difference between what it means to be black in America versus what it means to be um, black in uh, in the Congo or in, in Rwanda. Because in Africa, you saw a lot more uh, accentuation on tribes. That was where discrimination was coming from. And uh, standard like the way she describes people is not through the color of their skin. It's like 
through these little like physical traits that set the different like tribes of people apart. And that's where we saw segregation and, for lack of a better word, racism uh, kicking in in Africa, causing tension. But in the U.S., she's quickly learning that it, it that Africans are seen as one people, and that there is not really a difference to a white person between an African American or an African. They're both black. And to her, it seems that it's like there is a large contrast, and she just has to learn this and adapt to it, and understand that there are expectations, lack of yeah, expectations on how she should behave in America because of. Very well said, Maddie. Like, that was poetic. Um, should we, like, pick parts of the story out? Yeah, let's, kind let's, of, let's actually... Just, like, looking down at my page, I immediately see something where, like, first little chunk of chapter 21, it says, American history, oh snap, over the weeks, <laughs> as I learned more about American history, I started to understand more about what it meant to be African American and the ongoing and, co- and complex fight for equality, but I was still very confused. I noticed that on TV it seemed as if black people were always committing crimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this, again, it's a huge contrast from what she was talking about in Rondo, where she's saying she's still talking about race, but it's not race in that way. Like, she describes her people as having, like, thinner noses and, like, these just really minute details that set them apart. And you wouldn't even notice that or think to notice that in America. But, the change of a mentality of what race is and what like skin color means is just incredible. Wow. And honestly, oh, this is going on way too long, but thanks, Maddie, for your beautiful insight. Thank you, Katie, for your beautiful insight. All right. Which was absolutely nothing. See ya <laughs> in a sec. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, okay. Talking about uh, how to sunrise. And uh, first, um, chapter 21, oh, 30 yeah, second chapter, summary. We should probably say that. All right, yeah. First yeah. thing on the agenda is the 30 second summary. Okay. Are you so, first? Uh, let's, okay. Um, at 25. Okay. Okay. All right, three, two, one, go. Okay, in chapter 21. We see our girl Sandra, like, kind of like being sub, sub, I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is. Sub, she's being submersed into American culture. Immersed? Immersed. Yes. Oh my god. Um, and you can just kind of like see her internal struggle with, oh man, with being like different and she's like having all these issues and. Oh no! Stop. <laughs> that was bad. I was <laughs> like, okay. "How do you say immersive?" It's okay. You were no. You had some good vocabulary in there. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. You want to go turn? at ten or fifteen? Uh, Give yourself ten. Okay. Go. Okay. So we begin this chapter with this little scene with uh, Sandra and some of her new friends in the mall. And it basically plays out that they end up leaving the store because the security guard is really suspicious. And her friend ends up telling her, well, yeah, he thought you were going to shoplift because you're black. So Sandra quickly learns what it kind of means to be black in America. And then it also talks about her home life, about her helping her parents navigate with taxes and cable companies and things like that. It's really interesting to watch. 
Oh my god, that was so much better than mine. Okay. I mean, like, no offense, but the bar was kind of low. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stop it there so you don't hear me verbally abusing Maddie. See ya.